It's time for the Week 7 six-pack, our six favorite games heading into Week 7, plus previewing Sunday night football, Saints at Arizona Cardinals, a rematch of Super Bowl 54, and Colts and Titans fighting for the top spot in the AFC South. Coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Very interesting week of football, Matt. I think there are some very important games, but as you pointed out, and I did not realize, I saw that there was a lot of big favorites this week and, and yeah, some, yeah, some bigger lines. I did not realize that the first game we're going to get into here, the Colts and the Titans, is the only game on the slate where there's two winning teams, two teams above 500 facing off. And this is for uh, the the early lead in the AFC South between the Colts visiting the Titans at three two, uh, three two and one, and three and two. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little surprised that these are the teams that are doing it. I mean, the, the beginning of the season looked disastrous. I had nothing good to say about this entire division except for Jacksonville, and that doesn't sound so smart at the moment either. Um, I will say, I feel like the Colts are maybe turning the corner. And I think the Titans are just a tough-minded, well-coached team that knows how to hang around in this league. And there's something to be said for that. You know, I mean, um, learn how to just gut out some wins, even when it's not your day or you're not super talented. And I kind of feel like that's where Tennessee is at. I'm looking at Colts getting two on the road. Is that what you're seeing here on Bet Online? Uh, yeah, let me double check on that one. Yeah, I thought it was the I like the Colts, though. I, I don't really trust the Colts on the road, I don't really trust Matt Ryan on the road, but I don't think it's a weather problem. I think the O line starting to come together a little. I, they may have something in Alex Pierce. I mean, I think he's a really intriguing guy, and I'm expecting Jonathan Taylor to play in this one. So, I think the Colts are rounding into mediocrity, <laughs> right? I mean, it was it yeah. was an day what we saw with the Colts playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. right? Versus the first time they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you hope they arrive. Maybe it's just the, the familiarity of playing a team again. Um, and these two teams are really familiar with each other. Matt Ryan is new to the, the Colts and the Titans rivalry, but uh, I, I feel like it's such a coin flip game here with these two teams. And I know the Titans are at home, but I just want to take whatever points I can get, which is two points with the Colts. Yeah, I hear you. I, I'm going to pick the Colts to win. Um, but I don't feel strong about that. I, I kind of looked at it the same way. Like if I can get points and what I think is a very even matchup, give them to me. Yeah. Can we get back to the old, uh, the old horses too? You know, Jonathan Taylor and right. Derrick Henry, you know, running up big points for their fantasy teams. Are we going to see that sort of a game here with the, with the Colts and Titans? I, I think so. You know, I mean, I don't have, I don't think either defense is brutally difficult to go against. 
I would think this game doesn't get out of hand, that you can just stick it in Taylor and Henry's belly over and over and, and go from there and see who, you know, which power back wins in the end. And by the way, I have both of those running backs in our Locked On Dynasty League. So you can bet I'm going to be tuned into this game. It's not why I chose it as our first of our six-pack here for Week 7. Got to throw in the sound. Oh, there you go. Nice. I wouldn't mind seeing both of those running backs go big in this one. I don't have a rooting interest in the Colts or the Titans, but this is a fun game. This this is like, okay, these teams back to doing what they do, both over 500 and both ready to play and do some damage in uh, in this division and and go uh, (laughs) assert their dominance atop a a division that they both obviously want to win. I can see them both getting to 100 yards. I mean, I don't, again, I don't think either team pulls away. I think the game strip would be very favorable for Taylor and Henry. Just keep giving them the ball and who's left standing in the end. Right. Keep it close. No, no, no team goes up more than one score, you know, goes up more than seven points, would allow both teams to continue running the ball. A lot of times it ends up being one team runs the ball a lot, the other team doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I have both. So if one goes huge and the other doesn't, that's okay too for my. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. And I'm sure some some long touchdowns wouldn't break your heart either. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, And look, the, there's not a ton of receiving weapons to spread the ball around. And we know both teams are going to try to do that from jump anyway. Are they going to be successful? I'd like to see Ryan put string two games together. I really thought he might be shot going into last week. I I mean, the Colts ran the ball. I mean, are they, have they, you know, figured out what's going on up front with them in the offensive line? Cause even without Jonathan Taylor, they ran the ball great last week. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I mean, pass protection seems like it's a problem at left tackle still. Um, but they moved Braden Smith back to right tackle. They, they experimented moving him at guard. I, I thought that never made sense to me, bumping him into guard, because he's a very good right tackle, making a lot of money. You kind of got worse at two spots type of situation. So maybe they now they only have one weakness instead of two. Do we have 100% confirmation yet that Dak is back? I would say we have 98% confirmation. Okay. I'm, yeah, trust, I, I'm, I'm operating under the assumption he is back. Yes, I am too. As, as long as there's not a setback, I think we are going to see Dak Prescott for those Dallas Cowboys this week. And it's a good defense to play against if you're the Cowboys. You're at home and you're facing probably what's been the worst defense in the NFL this year, the Detroit Lions. The one and four Lions at the four and two Cowboys. Uh, does Dak come back on fire? The Cowboys are favored by seven. And I love the Cowboys in this game at home with Dak, but things didn't look great to start the season with Dak, does he, does he slow play his way into uh, you know, mid season game shape? It would be my question. Are you going to try to keep it close, just run the ball and beat a team that they think they're better than. Um, but I, I kind of like this seven point line and, and think the Dallas Cowboys should be able to go win this one by double digits. Potentially. I can see that. I mean, I don't think this is a great environment for golf. You know I mean? I, I really think this line will handle the pressure that Dallas brings pretty well, but, Parsons and Lawrence and those guys are still going to be really disruptive. And we know golf splits, you know, under pressure versus clean pocket, but they got two weeks to prepare for this game. I'm counting on Swift to be back. St. Brown as bad as the lions defense is. I think their offense is legit and will pretty much score on anyone. Bill Belichick two weeks ago aside. Um, I have them keeping this close and what I think will be a pretty high scoring game. I want the points, but I took Dallas 30 to 24. And by the way, that's uh, another thing we hadn't talked about. Both of these games feature teams that we've talked about. The Titans and the Lions both had bye weeks. So we're going to start filtering teams on bye weeks and we'll see if those teams, you know, get things fixed over their buys, well rested, come out hot. Or a lot of times you expect that and teams come out kind of cold after their bye weeks. 
Yeah, right. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing anymore, you know, but it at least gives you two weeks to prepare. Dallas throws a lot at you defensively. So you would think that they're better prepared for that, at least all their stunts and games and blitzes and whatnot and the use of Parsons. But that doesn't mean you can get them blocked. And maybe the reason there's some really uh, big odds this week is because some of the best teams in the league have buys. It's the Bills, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles that are all in their buys in week seven. It's a fantasy nightmare. Oh, it is. It starts to get real tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to start getting real dangerous for some teams out there navigating their fantasy football leagues. You're going to start to see some weird wa- waiver wire stuff happening. Guys, you wouldn't expect to get picked up. Guys, you wouldn't expect to hit the wire because other teams have to pick up guys to cover four bye weeks. So, yeah. Should be a lot of fun. This is where you can start Absolutely. to win those leagues that you had a bad start into, which That's I my, need. I, boy, need I think I've told this story. I mean, I left my draft going, I'm not even sure what the other 11 teams are trying to do. I mean, I'm going to run away with this. It's the worst start I've ever had. I got my first win this past week. But I think there's a chance that I'm not quite buried yet. You know, yeah. I can outsmart these accountants and ditch diggers I play with. Uh, you know who's much more difficult to outsmart is the folks in our 14 team league Peacock and Williamson fantasy league. Uh, I've had a terrible oh. draft, but I did pick up my first win last week and I'm starting to claw back. So it's looking good. My team's on the up <laughs> uh, long odds for the playoffs for team Peacock though. That is for sure. All right. Uh, let's keep this thing going. We got more games to get to as part of our six pack. There is the chargers hosting the Seattle Seahawks, the 49ers hosting the chiefs and Matt, are we going to get a huge piece back on Sunday night football for your yeah. Steelers? And are the Dolphins going to get a huge piece back uh, quarterback uh, to take on those Pittsburgh Steelers, those games and more Thursday night football preview as well. Coming up next blue Nile, whether you're looking to pop the question, have a milestone to celebrate, want to let your love sparkle blue Nile can help make your celebrations even more memorable. My favorite part of Blue Nile by far is the help you can get when trying to choose a gift because I love giving people gifts, but I never know what the hell I'm doing when I'm buying a gift, especially when it comes to jewelry. If you're just trying to take your relationship to the next level, maybe you just want to do something very special for that special person in your life. Buy something for mom, right? Got the holidays coming up. Blue Nile's helped millions of people and couples create their perfect engagement ring. Uh, there's easy online tools to let you choose the diamond shape, size, clarity, as well as the setting style that you want. But the best part is Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So shop stress-free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. All Blue Nile orders are insured and shipped for free in discreet packaging. They're also uh, offering overnight shipping if you're in a rush. So make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com, code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, promo code Locked On. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you check out NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL. Locked On's local experts give you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday Night Football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online. Follow NFL Key Predictions every Friday on Locked On NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed up, by the way, to the Locked On NFL channel on YouTube, because that is also the home of Peacock and Williamson. Yeah, get on that. 
yeah, yeah, that, that is a must. That is a must. <laughs> you're missing out if you're not seeing our mugs while we're talking about football and making our weekly six pack of picks here, Matt, for week seven. We've got the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Atlanta Falcons. And the Bengals team at three and three, it's time. The Falcons, though, are also three and three, and the Falcons have covered every single week so far through six weeks of the NFL season. Can they do it again? I look at the Falcons and I see a line of six, and I'm like, well, that's just easy money at this point. I mean, the Falcons are scrappy. They're going to stay in every game. They've played way better defense than I've expected. They've been able to run the ball, even without Cordero Patterson just pounding the rock, and they've got a couple of weapons. Now we've seen Kyle Pitts getting in on the action and scoring touchdowns. So, uh, is it is it that easy? The Falcons are just going to cover all these big lines because nobody still believes in them every week? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I think Arthur Smith is right there in the coach of the year conversation with Dayball and several others, you know, I mean, maybe McCarthy. Um, they're very hard to play against. And they're, they're different than the Ravens when they inserted Lamar. But people need to think about this for a while. Like, a lot of fans think, Boy, they got a whole week to prepare for the upcoming opponent. That's unlike any other sport. They should really know this team inside and out. That really isn't the case in the league. There isn't nearly as much practice time as you think. So when somebody plays a very different style, that's why I referenced the Ravens. Like Lamar is undefeated, I think, against the NFC because they only see him once every four years. You know, so a, a team like Atlanta that you don't see regularly and just pounds you in a league that's all about passing and lighter linebackers and you know the stop in the pass are really hard to play against and whether they use Kyle Pitts for your fantasy team or not really doesn't matter they compete I just don't know that they can put enough points up I think Cincinnati's offense is turning the corner they're running the ball a little bit they're becoming a little less predictable they're at home I think Cincinnati's gonna score I have them with 27 points in this game I think Atlanta only gets to 13. Yeah, all these big lines are making me a little bit uneasy. I do like the Dallas one, but man, I, I definitely would put my money on the Falcons side just because of the way okay. I've seen them play this year. But it's hard for me to say that the Falcons are going to go into Cincinnati win this game too, which is what you want. You want to feel good about your underdog bets that they're not only just going to barely cover, but that they can actually win the game. I don't feel that strongly about the Falcons either. I do like that AJ Terrell, who was banged up last week, is going to play in this game. Yeah, so AJ right. Terrell, you know, can really help against someone like Jamar Chase there. And, and we just haven't really seen it get going for uh, for the Bengals, but maybe this is the week. So who knows? But um, I, I'm, I'm kind of on the Falcons bandwagon. The, the, I hear you. The, the Giants, the Jets, the Falcons, all these teams, they've won some games. We got to give them a little respect. So I'm going to give the Falcons respect, which probably means they're going to get blown out in Cincinnati. I kind of feel like they're due to get blown out, but I didn't want to say that because <laughs> yeah. I felt that for a month and a half now. I was <laughs> about the Giants and even the Vikings. I was like, oh, they're right. that good, but they keep winning. Seems like some of these teams need to come back to what we thought they were, including since maybe you know what, Matt? Maybe we're not that smart and we were just wrong. I mean, that's very possible. I mean, I'm absolutely, <laughs> I, I mean, I am not ready to concede it yet, but it, it is, it is a certain <laughs> possibility. I mean, I thought Atlanta was going to pick first in the draft, and Cincinnati's just coming off a of Super Bowl, you know, like <laughs> you would think this game would be a 12 point spread, you know, in the preseason. I mean, this this is kind of getting a, there. There was a mailbag question about this, Matt. I think we have a, an extra minute. Wh which team would you say is going to be picking first? Is it the Texans? Is it the Panthers? Raiders are Panthers. at one. Panthers. I think Carolina. Yeah, okay. I mean, Houston's still in it. The Bears could not win another game, and it wouldn't shock me. But um, there's some yeah. bad football right now. But I would bet on the Panthers. 
the Bears are kind of playing a similar brand to what the Falcons are doing. Yeah, right. And it's helping them stay close in some games. And they just need to get a little bit more veteran-style play. Like the Falcons have gotten out of Mariota. The Bears need to get that from Justin Fields. Uh, uh, Bears I mean, I not- real quick, I can't stress yeah. this enough. The Bears, Falcons, and Giants are three of the five least talented teams in the league. They have 10 wins between them, and they're all top five in rushing yards per game. I don't think that's a coincidence. We'll get to the Bears. We'll get to the Panthers who are hosting the Buccaneers tomorrow. They are not part Mm -hmm. of our six-pack. A game that is part of our six-pack, Mac, is the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. The three and three Seahawks at Rams. uh, No Chargers. Seahawks at Chargers. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Right City. Different team. Yes, I picked this game as though it was the Rams. Okay, <laughs> would, it, <laughs> would it matter for you? Would you pick the chart? Would you because uh, would hmm. you pick the Rams and would you still pick the Chargers, who are favored by six at home against the Seahawks? I'm changing my score. Um, I I have Seattle racking up twenty three points. I have respect for their offense. Geno came back to earth a little last week, but um, I still think that they move the football. I meant to say this earlier in the week. Kenneth Walker looks phenomenal. I mean, uh, it's it's sad what happened to Penny, but Walker looks like a great replacement. Oh, they're yeah. getting a, they're getting a ton out of their rookie class in general. Woolen, the the corner, makes a big play every week. The tackles are playing well, but boy, I think this is a Herbert blow up spot. You know, I mean, I'm expecting Keenan Allen in this game. I think he's the missing ingredient in this offense. That that whoopee that he hasn't had. Um, I think the Chargers put up a lot of points in a bad against a bad defense. I have them winning 32-23. Yeah, and it, you start to see how important Keenan, Keenan Allen is to the Chargers offense. It's not quite to the level of Cooper Cup with the with the Rams. Right. It's pretty important to have that guy that you know you can trust is open on third downs and you can find him. He's going to find the hot soft spot in the zone. You know, Travis Kelsey. There's certain teams have those players that man, it's just that nice warm blanket for the quarterback. And that would be huge to get him back this week for the chargers and you know even the chargers limping to a four and two record they're still four and two and we have not seen the best of the chargers i think yet and so will we start to see that and the seahawks are a good story but i think defensively is a nice week for the chargers to uh, put up some points and uh, i do like the chargers quite a bit in this one do i like them by six i'd probably stay away money wise but i definitely expect the chargers to win this one and if i had to go one way i would probably give up those points at home for the chargers i think i'm gonna lay the points those Los Angeles Rams have a bye week uh, this week. Yeah, I was very wrong about that. Yeah, you, you were wrong about that one. <laughs> it's okay. The Rams and, and Seahawks will see each other very soon, uh, as they do a couple times every single year. How about your Pittsburgh Steelers, though, Matt? They're on Sunday night football hosting the Miami Dolphins. Big question for me. It's hard to pick this game not knowing if T.J. Watt's going to be back because that makes such a huge difference to that Steelers defense. Yeah, I'm not counting on it. They did not, unless it happens in practice today, they did not start his clock, so I do not expect him back for this one, but that's subject to change. You would think you'd start the clock earlier in the week if you think he's possible to play this week. They play the Eagles next week, and then there's a bye. At the latest, I think Watt is available after the bye. Maybe he's there for Philly. Looks like a very good chance Pickett gets the start, as is the case with Tua. I wish I knew about Armstead for Miami. I mean, their left tackle situation was really, really bad last year or last week, as was their whole O-line. I'm feeling very homerish. You know, it's kind of just Tomlin, the versatile rookie head coach in a primetime game. I think the Steelers win this one by one. I have a 21-20. I guess that's upset special. Adam and Eve on a raft, man. I mean, 
I think these teams are a lot more equal than plus seven. There you go. We got them a cup of mud. And <laughs> the Homer Steelers for Matt going to beat the uh, Miami Dolphins here. Miami favored by seven. I, I do like Miami in this game, especially with no TJ Watt, if that's the way this indeed goes. If Watt's there, I'm definitely taking the points and taking the Steelers to keep it a little bit close. But I just haven't seen enough from the Steelers yet with the rookie quarterback um, to go in and, and uh, beat a team that I, I think is, is going to continue to get better and be – Closer to the team we saw earlier in the year than what we've seen with them bouncing around with, with quarterbacks and, and trying to figure all that out. Um, and it's just too hard to cover Hill and and Waddle and the speed at running back that they have. So, um, yeah, give me the Dolphins in this one. Yeah, I mean, as you can imagine, I've done a ton of research on this. And their offensive numbers the first three weeks with Tua versus the last three weeks are night and day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll get back to first three weeks production. I mean, I think he – you know, he's like – second in EPA ahead of Mahomes, you know, like I'm not sure he's at that level to a, but it is a big um, addition. Of course, a thing I really noticed though, about the, the dolphins that's killing them is the hidden yardage stuff is terrible with them. Like they are last in special teams, DVOA. They've had 199 yards and penalties over the last two weeks. Um, the last th three or four weeks have been turnover fest for them. You know, like they're, they're making it easy to play against them. And I'm not implying that the, the young coach is over his head or anything like that. It's probably more bad luck, but it's a trend. I almost don't like this game being in prime time because I just don't want to see Tua get hurt in prime time with all eyes on him again like it was on Thursday. Like I hope it's a run-heavy game plan for the Dolphins and maybe just keeping it close is a reason why they won't, you know, it's, it's not smart to bet on them to win big by seven points or more. Um, I think the league I, office is nervous about this one, right? Yeah, you know, because spotters are going to be on this one for sure. And, you know, at some point when you pass the protocol, whatever the protocol is, if Tua passed it, you got to let him play eventually. Right. So, yeah, yeah but it, it, I it mean, even take it a step further. Everyone's going to be all, all eyes on Tua. Of course, Kenny Pickett's coming off a, a concussion as is Bridgewater. It's so <laughs> Like, well, yeah, and that was so last. I really, week, I'm not hoping for concussion fest, but oh man, it could be a bad optic. Yeah, and the Bridgewater didn't even start, but then right. he he still played because uh, Thompson got hurt so early in the game for the Dolphins last week. It's such a strange situation. So you know, if you know, hopefully you know, knock on wood, and I, I hope Tua's in a good spot, and you know everything's good for him. Gets through this game, and then you start course, to right. some, put some space in between, you know, that concussion and where he's at, and then you know get back to to normal football and normal activities for Tua and the Dolphins, and then they can kind of, you know, get on with their season. I think that's obviously the thing that everyone hopes happens here. Of course, of course. I mean, I'm just – a lot of concussions around quarterbacks, three of the ones that could be in this game had one you know, in very recent memory. It just scares me. All right, we'll finish this episode up with our Thursday night preview, Saints at Cardinals, and the final game of our Week 7 six-pack the Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers rematch of Super Bowl 54, was it? Yeah, yeah close. Yeah, whatever happened after the 2019 season, that is coming up next. All right, here's the sports analogy for you when it comes to home security. It comes to burglars. Your home is like the end zone, and this is what needs to be protected. And you need to put in place the strongest defense you can, the absolute strongest defense you can muster, which is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back so you 
always know your home is safe and your best defenders can't get injured and not play for you either with simply <laughs> they're always there for you right every single week you've got, you got Bosa TJ Watt on every week yeah, yeah Bosa, you got TJ yeah. Watt on one window and you got Nick Bosa on the other window you're not <laughs> worried if they're going to be there or not um and the best part about it is the crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras you you are in inside of your house you can see what's going on on the outside and the exterior of your house at all times. When you're not at home, you can see exactly what's going on at your house. There's any number of different uh, high-tech sensors for any doors or windows that you need. And uh, you can customize your own system that fits your exact property that you're trying to protect with Simply Safe. And of course, the 24-7 monitoring agent uh, or Simply Safe tech support staff that is always available for you. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Speaking of Nick Bosa and the San Francisco 49ers, this is a get well week, it looks like, for San Francisco. They were missing so many people last week. Their entire starting defensive line, both starting offensive tackles were out of the game. Both starting cornerbacks at one point were out of the game. But looking good this week to get Nick Bosa and Trent Williams back, a left tackle, and they're basically their best player on each side of the ball. So that's really important. That will help the 49ers in this game. Some other players they might be getting back as well, Jimmy Ward. Uh, there's some day-to-day stuff that we'll find, find out about later in the week. But I think the biggest story in this game, Matt, is it's being played on National Tight Ends Day. And maybe the two oh. best tight ends in the NFL in Travis Kelsey and uh, George Kill. Yeah. And I don't know if the schedule makers did that on purpose, but happy National Tight Ends Day, everybody. <laughs> That's a great holiday. Some of the holidays out there are pretty darn dumb, but that one's great. I'm all for a good tight end day. I don't know what to think about this. I mean, if you're your Niners D could really give the Chiefs problems. You know, I mean, I think Mahomes is going to be on the run. I don't think they're going to be super afraid of the Chiefs receivers not named Kelsey. Does Kansas City decide let's pound the football? They've been able to do that at times this year with a good O line. Um <coughs> But I think the Chiefs are the more talented team. I have them winning 27-20. I'm just more excited to watch this one than prognosticate or bet it. I think it's going to be a fun and telling game, and it wouldn't shock me if San Francisco wins. Yeah, and a healthy 49ers defense had been the best in the league before last week when they were just missing too many players. So getting a lot of guys back and – the we saw how important Von Miller was to the game last week when the Bills beat the Chiefs. And so that's what you're hoping you can find that one mismatch on on you know one edge for Nick Bosa, get him in. And, and that's the best way to cover Travis Kelsey is just to try to pressure Patrick Mahomes, right? Because yeah, he gets yeah, those yeah. three seconds to throw, sidearm, however, he, you know, Kelsey's gonna find, even if you're bracketing him, he's gonna find that hole in the zone. And you know, the 49ers do have Fred Warner and you know some some good players on the defensive side of the ball, but it's all about can you get the pressure? So Nick Bosa is so important to the 49ers defense in this one. Kansas City only favored by two and a half. I wanted this to be bigger so I could take the home dog 49ers, but mm-hmm. I do think the Chiefs should be able to win this game by three. Uh, because the 49ers, even getting Bosa and Trent Williams back, are still uh, a little bit banged up in some some key places. And the Chiefs are one of the we talked about it earlier in the week, or one of the elite teams in the NFL. Can the 49ers knock off one of those teams? I think at full strength with their full defense, they possibly could. I'm not sure if they're gonna be there yet. I wish it was more points for me to take the points. So I have to pick the Kansas City Chiefs in this one. 
Yeah, I, I am too. I think they're a tier above the Niners right now, but this could be a very telling game and not an yes. easy place to play. Yeah, and suddenly the Chiefs, if they lose this one, would be four and three, which right. is, you know, that and going into a bye week, that, that's not where they want to be. No, no. I mean, I'm not worried about them. I mean, there's a lot of right. teams with a lot bigger problems than Kansas City right now, but they could lose this game and not be where we thought they were. Right, and are you an elite team in the NFL if you're only one game over 500 after seven weeks? Right, and the answer is probably no. The Thursday night football game, we've got the New Orleans Saints at the Arizona Cardinals, two of probably the most disappointing teams, I would say, Matt, in the NFL this season. How do you see this one, Arizona, favored by a couple of points at home? I see it better than the last two Thursday night games. I mean, at least there's playmakers out there. I'm very excited to see DeAndre Hopkins back on the field. Curious what Anderson looks like in a, 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 a Cardinals uniform as well. So some new receivers for Arizona to throw to. Um, I think the Saints defense, though, is maybe the best unit on the field. I, I don't even know who's starting a quarterback for New Orleans. I mean, Michael <laughs> Thomas doesn't play football anymore. You know, like, I assume it'll be a Kamara-heavy, you know, passing game and offense. But I think that's enough to win. I'm going to just take the points. The QB situation with the Saints is an odd one. Yeah. It's a really odd one because they really made a lot of moves this offseason as if they were just – rock solid set at quarterback and clearly they don't feel that way anymore um the weaponry you thought would be a lot better the defense i thought would be a lot better too so there's a lot not really meshing right now with the saints and the cardinals can't figure out what they want to do cliff kingsbury might give up play calling duties which might be the, the benefit like i might pick the cardinals the first week they do that because at least tendencies would be broken even if it's not a lot better on offense um so if cliff gives up play calling duties give me the cardinals um and they're at home anyway in this one in arizona so you know cardinals by three so i guess I'll, i will give up those two points but i you know i don't feel strong about this one kind of a coin flip on a short week but you know short week thursday night or gotta go with the home team yeah i i see what you're saying i mean i just don't have a lot of respect for arizona right now and i i don't know that New Orleans has this great coaching advantage or schematic advantage either at this point. I wish it was Sean Payton, you know, in charge here, but I'm more excited to watch this one than bet on it. I'm just making a double check to see if, because Cliff Kingsbury's flirted with the idea of giving up the, uh, the play calling duties. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he actually will. Um, a lot of unknowns about a Thursday yeah, night game. On he's this basically one. like, I'll give up play calling duties if it helps us win. It's like, okay, well, you're two and four. <laughs> well, like, right, right, right. We're like, okay, I'll let somebody else call the plays. It was funny. Remember in the preseason, he let Kyler Murray call plays for a half, and Kyler Murray's offense like blew Cliff Curry, Cliff King Murray's <laughs> plays out of the water. Right. I think they let Kyler do a lot of things. You should let him call plays in the huddle. He wasn't playing in that game. He was like mm -hmm. on the sideline. But uh, no, that's yeah, funny. Just let Kyler call the plays in the huddle and, and see how it goes. Just go yeah, straight. Just go full. Lean into it. Backyard football. I think they do more than just about any team in the league anyways. I think one of the main plays in the playbook is, hey, Kyler, run around and make a play. How excited are you for DeAndre Hopkins? Extremely, extremely. Uh, he's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer. Uh, even with, like, one practice, I'm sure he'll be fine. Just go up and get the football. Yeah, it, it is tough that it's a short week that he's coming mm -hmm. back on, and he hadn't been able to, you know, be with the team before this to to get ready for a week. But there's no Hollywood Brown, so, you know, what right. we're talking about. 12, 15 targets for DeAndre Hopkins uh, immediately out of the gate. Yeah, let's yeah, go. Exactly.
All right. That is the slate of games for week seven, including our favorite six pack. Matt and I back tomorrow to break down the rest of it and make our picks for week seven right here. Peacock and Williamson.